What's up, guys, and welcome to The Box Factor, where we focus more on perspective instead of opinion. Today, I have a special guest with me, Jay Puente. Welcome to the show, Jay. I appreciate it, brother. Well, it's good to have you, man. I just kind of wanted to get with you and uh, talk about the importance of motivation because I believe it is something that a lot of people don't really pay close attention to, even though it plays a large factor in, I would think, everybody's lives. So we're just going to talk about that and see what each other thinks about it. Okay, let's go ahead. So what exactly is motivation to you? I think it's really the drive to actually get up and pursue something, even on a daily basis. People have to motivate themselves a lot to to get up and, and go to work. People have to motivate themselves a lot to get up and have a simple go as, you know, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to have a good day today or I'm going to go and I'm going to knock this out today. Or, you know, hey, I got, you know, something coming up next week. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to see if I can work a little extra hours or, you know, everybody has a specific mind frame when it comes to motivation motivation can be a diet can be you know pursuing something like a religion can be you know pursue something like a better education you know a job you know something something so simple as that or even just to have a good day people don't understand that you know people who deal with certain whether it's a personal issue or a mental health issue just having a good day and trying to stay to the mind frame of having a good day is enough motivation for somebody for me my motivation is, man, to, to really get better every day. I really think every day I, I try to be either a better person or I try to do some type of good. Or, you know, my biggest thing is I'm, I'm really big on being productive. It's always important to be productive. When you become a productive person of society, whether you see it or not, people see the mark that you leave behind, whether it's that day, whether, you know, if you work at a grocery store or if you work on HVAC or if you work at a retail shop or if you work at a donut shop, you know, your productive attitude and how you, you know, you stay focused and you do your job and you give it the best you got. It makes a world of difference. And people see the actual process of how productive you become because, you know, just, I mean, just doing something that really just betters you, whether it's long term or short term, it just, it makes a world of difference, man. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about what motivation actually is. And I completely agree with that, man. You know, a lot of people, when they say motivation and people ask them what motivates them, they go to the big things like, you know, my parents or mm-hmm. this career, this future that I, I plan to have or, you right. know, the relationship that I really want to have. And for me, like going through certain things in my life, I've had to realize that I can't always look at the big picture and shoot for that. I have to start like step by step in order to get to that bigger goal, you know, because I try to get out of bed every day and it's a routine for me to make my bed every day. And I feel like that helps me start to be productive for the day because if I see that I have a clean room when I leave, I'll go to work, I'll work, come back to a clean room. It just puts me in a good mood. It helps me have a better day than if I was to come home in a messy house and, you know, have something else to worry about after a long day of work. It's a lot of small stuff that people don't understand about motivation that it can help you with. You can definitely lean on motivation to get you through large things in life or, you know, Mm -hmm. the simplest thing. Absolutely. I agree. You know, when you sat there and I was hearing you talk about, you know, something like, oh, my my day would end up easier if I come to a clean. Can you imagine, like, how much better of a mood and motivated you would be if something as simple as like you said walking into a clean house walking into a clean vehicle going to work having everything you need having every asset you need on you to be basically really what you just need that day the tools you need that day whether it's your cell phone maybe it's your charger maybe you know it's something that you need for work and it's work related like just having what you need on hand and having simple things like 
like you say, a clean house, clean car, a comfortable environment, it, it makes your motivation a little bit better. I do agree with that 100%. It's just an all-around good thing, man. Here's kind of an obvious question, but okay. uh, I just kind of want to get it a detailed response. What motivates you the most? I really want to say, uh, so if we're being honest, I'll be real with you. I've been yeah. struggling a lot with me getting closer to God. I really am. I've been I've been struggling like the past few weeks. I think it's harder the past few weeks. I I've had a, a situation where I've had a lot of realizations. Um, not about the coronavirus. Coronavirus had nothing to do with it. But when you are isolated and you are left with your thoughts, and the outside world becomes almost obsolete to you because of what's going on, like the coronavirus, it does leave you a lot of time to think. You know, with my fiance working at night at the hospital and my kids are asleep, you have time to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I think my motivation is to, if I can get closer to God, I feel like my situations will be better. I'm very blessed. I'm not gonna lie. I have a beautiful home beautiful kids, you know, a beautiful family. Uh, I love my parent. Both of my parents are still alive. I'm very blessed for that. My siblings are healthy. My sister's about to have a baby. I have a lot of things to be thankful for, but I'm still struggling because I feel like, I feel like I'm not trying hard enough for the things that I'm blessed with that I know he put in my situation. Like I have a great job, I have an amazing job. I work for an amazing company. My health is great enough to, to work and provide for my family. Like my dad did for us when we were kids and I feel like I'm I'm being selfish because I'm not devoting enough time to God. And I feel like my motivation every day really to me is to get closer to God. And I think if I can get closer to him, my whole outlook on what I would consider important or what I would motivate myself to or, the you know, drive myself to do to be a better person that day. I think if I have God more in my life, I would be able to accomplish more. I would be able to be blessed more. I think my um, my perspective on a lot of things will change. And I think that to me is scary because I've always kind of struggled with my relationship with God. And I really feel like, you know, I'm not getting, I just turned 32 yesterday, you know, and I feel like my life is, you know, I blinked and it was like I was 21 and then I blinked. I'm at, I'm 32 now. So it life, crazy, life does. It, it, well, yeah, it just life just has a weird way of like showing you that it could flash in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. So. My motivation, really, and I and, and this is, I mean, it can sound cliche, but I want to be a better Christian, but I also know myself, I can't stop what I'm doing all in one day. Like, I can't mm-hmm. stop, you know, because I, I do curse here and there. I do love rap music. I do love R&B music. I do love rock, pop, you know, I do love stuff like that. And I know that, you know, I, instead of picking up the Bible, I pick up my phone. I'm not oblivious to my to my faults and my flaws. But I'm also human, and I'm working on it. Exactly, man. And that's the thing. Like, you talk about being closer to God motivates you the most. Mm-hmm. Religion is a perfect example of why I even started this podcast, man. Because, you know, no matter what religion you are, if you have a strong faith in, in whatever you believe in, it will definitely change your perspective on life, whether that's, you know, for the better or for the worse. I feel like God is a strong motivation for it should be. Um, for every Christian. And, you know, I'm not saying that people need to live their life a certain way and devote this much time to God, but obviously being close to God will definitely help you have a positive perspective on, you know, not just the highs of life, also the lows. So I completely agree with what you say motivates you the most. Obviously, we've talked before, and, uh, you know, I'm a very, very big mama's boy. Yeah. So 
I will be that until the day I die, man. <laughs> I am but, too, um, man. I'm not, I don't, I'm not afraid to admit it. Exactly, man. You know, you just gotta love them. But um, I feel like God is a, is a large part of what motivates me the most. But my mom is what motivates me the most because you know, I was thinking about it last night, man. I was just sitting in my room. You know, you was talking about isolation. You you're alone with your thoughts, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's dangerous for me. Because I fall back into like, you know, not such a good state of mind and I start to think negatively and all these irrational thoughts come into my head. But Mm -hmm. I was just thinking last night and I was like, man, I was like, I got a good maybe three to four years with my mom that I can remember. Because if you think about it, I was two when I was brought over here Mm -hmm. and I don't really remember anything from two to five. Okay, so when I turned six, you know, basically from six to about 10 is what I remember. Okay, so that's four years. And two of those years or about a year and a half was spent in the hospital. Now, obviously, we have good memories in the hospital, but, you know, it's a hospital. So, you know why you're there. It's not very good reason. But anyway, the whole reason I'm saying that is for me to only get that uh, certain amount of time with my mom, not having her here anymore really is not necessarily like the best thing. I try to look at it as a blessing in disguise because... I feel like if if my mom was still here and I had if I had both my parents, I wouldn't be as grateful to be where I'm at because I would just be like, okay, this is normal to have both your parents, to have a house, have money, to have a job, have a car. So like me not having my mom helps me motivate myself to become a better son for her, even though she's not here to see it physically. I know she sees it in heaven because of the opportunities that's placed in front of me. You know, Marsh. Marsh is is an example of why I know my mom is proud of me and you as well are are a perfect example of why I know my mom is proud of me because she's just blessing me with more and more opportunities to become a better version of myself and to make her even more proud. So I feel like if I just keep God and her in the forefront of my mind, you know, it helps me stay motivated to continue each day, even though they might get hard or I just don't even feel like getting out of bed. It just helps to make me work hard each and every day of my life. Well, you know what's crazy, though? Isn't it crazy how the opportunities come in hand to where I interviewed Mar. She actually reached out to me. Her, I, Yeah, she reached out to me about doing an interview. And, you know, we were able to interview each other on each other's podcast. And then she actually got in touch, got me in touch with you or, you know, spoke very highly of you, wanted me to speak to you, wanted me to tell your story. And then, as you know, as time went on, you know, we were to the point where we were texting on and off about certain things. And now look at you now, man. you got your own podcast. And here I am as a guest on your podcast when you were a guest on mine. So it's just <laughs> crazy that the, that the people that God put in your life to make a difference in your life. Like now when you have irrational thoughts or now when you're alone to sit with your thoughts, guess what you can do, man? You can express it in a way that a lot of people cannot express it in. They can't sit in front of the microphone and just be themselves. You have been yourself since day one. And like, ever since I've known you, you have been completely transparent. You've been honest with yourself and you're honest about your situations, about anything. However you, however things may come, your responses to them are so authentic that it's just, I can't see you any other way. So now it's like, you have a you have an outlet. I think you're like your mom is like your guardian angel. She put these people in your life to put you in a position to where when you do become depressed or when you do think, you know, about, you know, anything that makes you upset or makes you makes your mind wander to irrational thoughts, you have an outlet now like where you can speak and maybe people who are going through the same thing you're going through can relate mm-hmm. with you. You know, it's crazy. I, I'm completely blessed for that, man. It's 
it is insane. And I thank God each and every day for the opportunities that I've had. And, you know, it's not even like the large ones like this podcast. I would never even thought about having my own podcast until I started it with Marsh. And I was like, you know, this is actually pretty fun. You know, this is this is easy for me to sit down and talk. I'm a talker. That's what I like to do. So I figured, you know, and then you suggested, I was like, I might not seem too crazy. This this idea might not seem too crazy to have my own podcast, and here we are. Well, dude, it was crazy because my first interview with you, like my interview with you, natural. Natural. Handled every question with, po- with great poise. I mean, you just, you were just like, it's it's so much easier to be, you know, to, to basically, to be yourself and do what you're doing now, a podcast. For you to be as open as you are, this is not going to be work for you. So you're always going to enjoy this. Is you know what I'm saying? That's that, that makes sense to you. This will yeah, never become a job. Agree. You know, you don't ever feel like, oh, well, I better prepare and I better. It's not you're not putting on an act because who you are is what you are and how you are exactly. is how you speak. So it's crazy. It is insane about it, how everything has transpired. And, you know, all I have to thank for that is God. Absolutely. So. When has motivation played a big role in your life? When I say that, I mean, when has motivation gotten you through something that you otherwise would not have thought you would have been able to get yourself through? I think so. Back in 2017, I went through the lowest point in my life. Um, It was late 2017. I hit a crisis with my personal life. I hit a crisis with my social life. I hit a crisis in the relationship that I was in. In that situation really brought me down to a level that I never thought I could crawl out of. Mm. And it was the grace of my kids and my family. And it was a lot of me, too. I, I had to push myself through through something that I didn't think was possible. I could move forward. I didn't think that I could ever get out of the depression. I didn't think that I could ever get out of, you know, my thoughts, my, you know, my rational thoughts, you know, my, you know, way of thinking of. Maybe it'd be better if I wasn't around. You know, I considered myself a disappointment in certain areas. But in reality, mm. that was just me. I, I didn't I didn't want to ever take my life. I didn't really think I was a disappointment. But your mind will tell you things to make it easier on your own subconscious. A motivation yep. played a lot of part in my life when it took me hitting rock bottom and losing everything and starting basically from the ground up. It literally took me saying, you know what? I can't let my kids see me like this. I can't let them live like this. I can't let them see that it's okay to be like this. It really took, you know, me having to push myself through my own personal issues, which is hard. You know, it it takes a lot of motivation to really say, hey, you're a good person. You're meant for great things. Just get your act together. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that answered your question, but when when your question came to mind, like that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, man. And, you know, rock bottom happens in many different forms for people. It happens at many different times for me. And I know this is kind of predictable, but for me, my rock bottom is November of 2010. And that's when I lost one of the most important people in my life. That would be my mom. Now, obviously, that was hard for everybody in my family. You know, we all had to stick together. We all had to push each other through it. In my own personal perspective, my parents literally saved my life. Like, if it weren't for them, I would not be on this earth right now. It was hard for me to sit there as an 8-year-old to 10-year-old kid and, and watch your mom slowly just pass away in front of you. And it's it's a dark concept to realize, but that's just part of life, man. And that, for me, was my rock bottom. But having her memory 
is what motivates me every day. <laughs> and as as all of that was happening, I had to continue to tell myself that there's a possibility that she can push through. And then at the very end, I told myself, I was like, I'm going to make her proud. Like, that's what I told myself. I remember right. the last thing I said to her was, I'm going to make you proud. So that's what I've done for the past almost 10 years now, man. It doesn't even feel like it's been 10 years. But, you know, it's it's just crazy to to think that, you know, losing somebody that you really care about and love can be the best blessing in disguise that you would never know that was possible to even unfold. You know, obviously it's not a good thing that she's not here. It is a good thing that she is in my heart now and she helps me push through every single day, helps me understand that there's more to life than the earthly things that we get wrapped up in. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I always focus on building close relationships with the people I come into contact with, because I feel like if I can help somebody in the smallest possible way, then I can help motivate them through their struggles and their life. And, you know, that's another big reason for this podcast is to be able to motivate people and to push people through the tough times. I don't think I would ever, I don't know how I would handle if I lost my mom. Like I talk to my mama every day. I FaceTime her I, every weekend when I'm not on call, I go see her. I, I really actually try to see her once a week um, because of how far we live. But I, I don't know how I could do it. I don't know if I would lose my mom today. I don't know how I would handle it, how I would adjust, how I would go back. And, you know, now I got a piece of my mom because I did interview her on my podcast and I, my brother did too. So now I can always have her voice and my memory. And I was able to laugh with her and, you know, deal with some, you know, deal with that kind of stuff as far as, you know, being able to remember. But me not being able to have my mom around would be the hardest thing in my life, uh, a part of losing my kids, you know, if I would ever lose any of them. And there's no shade to my dad. I've just always been closer to my mom, you know. Exactly. So how you've been able to handle it has been grace. You know, you you did it gracefully. I, me personally, I give you a big ups on that because I don't think I could have done it, Drake. I don't really think I could have. I could. I I don't think I could recover quickly, you know. And man, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is not you know as easy as I try to make it look to people because, you know, I just said it was ten years ago and it still hurts like it was two weeks ago, you know. So. Right. And I don't agree with the cliche of it's OK, it'll get better. And, you know, and I, I tell people when they lose somebody they really care about, whether it's their mom or their great grandmother, I'm authentic. Like, I'll be like, look, man, I was like, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But you got to be able to push through for them. You know, and I try to from day one instill that perspective into that person. If they come to me with that problem, you know, I just tell them, you know, you got to lift for them now. You got to show them how blessed you were to have in your life for the amount that you did and just continue to prosper for them even though they're not here to see it yeah well you know it takes a lot for somebody to keep their composure through something like that you know it, it, it takes a lot it takes a lot of talking about motivation it takes a lot of drive it's almost like putting on a face you know you have to hold yourself together i mean it gets easier i'm sure because people who have lost their parents have said you know what it never go the hurt doesn't go away it just gets easier you know, mm -hmm. you don't think about it as much as time goes by, but it, it never fails. Like people are like, yeah, you know, I can talk about them and it's fun. But like later I realized that I talked about them and then I remember them and then I remember mm -hmm. a time and then I get upset. So, no, it, I don't think it's I don't think the pain goes away. I'm sure, as you know, I just think it just gets a little easier to handle because, you know, they wouldn't want you to to mourn them on a daily basis. They would want you to live your life, but don't forget them. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I think one of the coolest things that I was able to do for my mom is um, I actually have her name tattooed on my chest in Ukrainian. Uh, so that was probably <laughs> one of the coolest things I was able to do. And man, cool. I'll tell you, it it hurt, man. Halfway through it, man, <laughs> he was like, you picked a bad spot for your first tattoo. And I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, man, you couldn't have told me this before we started. I would have picked a different spot. But <laughs> there is no, I'm, honestly, man, it all, it all tattoos hurt, bro. All tattoos. I got yeah. them everywhere yeah. and i'm telling you they all hurt the same i hate when people are like yeah man i got it on my back and i fell asleep shut up no you didn't you did not <laughs> fall asleep they feel like they feel like you're getting stung by wasp like a hundred yep. times over yep. it hurts it's painful that is very that was that's awesome man that you're able to remember your mom through something like that and i'm sure she would have loved to seen that tattoo you know man i just you know i know she's looking down at me and i know she's proud of me so i just yeah. try to stay motivated to continue to do that for her what is your favorite type of motivation and why when i say type of motivation i mean like <laughs> some people are the type of okay i'm gonna do this myself you know leave me alone let me do what i need to do for me and then others are like well if it's helping somebody i'll be more motivated to do it you see what i'm saying so it's kind of like <laughs> intracentric and then exocentric Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm more of an exocentric kind of guy. Like I like to help people. Yeah. I work in the public. Like that's part of my job. So yeah. it's I, I feel more motivated if I feel like whatever I'm supposed to be doing will help a lot more people than just myself. In my opinion, I think um, the type of motivation I think would be great would be the type to help people. I think. But see, it's OK to be selfish with your motivation. It's OK to say, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. I can do this and do this and do that. But a lot of times God puts people in your life to help you with your motivation mm -hmm. just to give you the extra push. But when you're resistant to help, I think that's ex I think that's incredibly selfish on a bad end. Like it's OK to say it's OK for you, Drake, to wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to have a good day today. I'm not going to, you know, my, I know my legs hurt a little bit, but I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to have a great day. That's OK to be selfish on that end. But when you're having, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, my legs are hurting really bad. And your dad was like, hey, let me help you. Let me help you do this. Let me help you do this today. I know you got this going on. And you're like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm good. That's a selfish in a bad way because God's, yep. God's putting him there to help you. That's the motivation. That's what I'm saying. Agree. That little bit of help can help push your motivation to where you can actually do something without having to feel like you're, what's the word hindering to say? Somebody. I don't want, yeah, you're hindering somebody. That's a great way of saying it. But my type of motivation, I do love when people don't think about themselves and they do it for others. You know, mm. John, John Baker is another guy that you don't know that I'm going to interview soon. He feeds the homeless on the weekends. The, the things that this man does on his own time, on his own dime to help these people who are either mentally ill, homeless, lost everything and don't have anywhere to go. And the things that this man does to, I mean, he's literally doing God's work. You know, he thinks of no one, but you know, he thinks of himself, but he also thinks of others in a very genuine way. I think, you know, doing it for other people, I think that's a big that's a big step, you know, because it, it it takes a lot for a human to not think of themselves, no matter what that who the human is. You know, it, it takes a lot to say, you know what, I'm going to put my needs aside. I'm going to take hours out of my day that I'm never going to get back because I'm only going to live once. So I'm going to take hours out of my day and give mm -hmm. it to, and, and use it to put, you know, to, to help somebody. To me, I love people like that. I think that, you know, when it comes to um leaving a mark like i said leaving a mark uh, showing people who you are hell you know a lot of times when you're doing stuff like that you learn about yourself mm -hmm. about who you can be what you can be not only with that you might not know that somebody's over there watching you do what you do and they later in life will do what you do because they saw you do it 
you know? So, I mean, it's just like you don't know the impact that you lay on people by being that type of person. I could not have said that better myself. Another aspect of that type of motivation is to think of the impact that you, not just your legacy that you leave, but the impact that you'll have on the people that come after you, you know, and you touched on that a little bit, but like, I'm only 20, but I know I have certain people that look up to me and I know a big one is Keelan. And Mm -hmm. for people that don't know that, that is Marsha's son. But, um, Keelan, I know he looks up to me, man. He calls me his big brother. He does almost everything that I do. It comes in handy when we're doing this physical therapy. But, man, <laughs> you know, I see I see him, you know, copying what I'm doing, you know, sitting where I'm sitting, you know. So seeing that motivates me to continue to try to be the best type of person that I can be. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a perfect person and that I don't, you know, do certain things I know that I shouldn't do and not just by society standards, but by God standards, you know, I know I cuss yeah. a little bit and I do certain things I shouldn't do, but mm-hmm. having that motivation and having the wherewithal to understand that I motivate people to act a certain way and to do certain things, you know, that helps me check myself. That helps me realize that what I need to do just doesn't affect me. It affects people down the line. It could possibly affect an entire family, you know? So I feel blessed to be to even think that way because, you know, some people that feel like they only have themselves and that's not true because, you know, a complete stranger can see what you're doing. And if it's good, you know, he'll pick up on it later in life. If it's bad, he can also pick up on it later in life. So I always try to err towards the positive side and and say that they're going to pick up on the good. But, you know, we're all human. It's hard for people to worry about other people first. And that's just human instinct. Like it's instinct for for us as humans to make sure that we survive first, to make sure that we have everything that we need before we worry about other people in our lives. So I give, you know, I have a lot of respect for people that put the less fortunate than them first. You know, like us both, we, we each have, you know, nice houses. We have a job. You know, there are a lot of people in America and in the world that are not as fortunate as us. So if we're able to sit here and think about those people and try to, you know, push ourselves to help those people before helping ourselves, like if we just take time out of our day to not sit at home and, you know, go help somebody, you know, clean their house or go feed the homeless like Mr. John Baker, you know, I I respect him a lot, even though I don't know him. Because it takes a lot for somebody to do that. And like you said, you can't take that back. So you got to be sure to use your time wisely and effectively. You know, there's a lot of different factors that people don't think about with motivation that can impact people. You know what it is, though? If you want to just be honest, it's when you really want to push something forward. Like when you said, you know, it's, it's hard to be it's hard to be human. It's hard to be unselfish. Like even with you. With Keelan doing everything that you're doing, you're taking on a responsibility. But it's also not your responsibility to be perfect. It's your responsibility to be yourself. Keelan, as he grows up, he will learn that certain things, when you, as you get older, become more acceptable. It's going to be acceptable to do this. It's going to be acceptable to do that. No, it may not be right, but it's not frowned upon. You can yeah. learn from it, but don't continue if you feel like that's not within your character. You know, when you bear the responsibility of a young kid looking up to you, like, you know, like young Levi, you know, such a great talker, such a great enthusiast on his own life and the way he motivated himself to do stuff. I mean, this kid is 
he's a whole different, you know, uh, he's a whole different being. He's a himself. character. He's a he character is. for sure. So when you carry the responsibility for young Keelan, like don't put so much pressure on yourself, Drake. Be yourself because you've always been yourself. Just, you know, that Keelan is going to accept you who you are no matter what because he already sees you as what he always wants to see you from now on, which is someone he can look up to, someone he can talk to, someone he can be like. But it's also your responsibility not to give him false hope about a perfect world. Mm, it's your yeah. responsibility to say, you know what? You know, this right here is this, but it may not be perfect, but at least you're trying. At least yep. you're doing this. You know, it's your responsibility along with, you know, Miss Marsh and, you know, and, and uh, his dad, you know, hey, I mean, th- his parents are going to be his parents at the end of the day. They have to protect them and they have to do this. But it's your responsibility as, as Drake to be Drake. You know, exactly. not to be perfect, but to be you. And I think that's where people feel the pressure. They're like, well, I can't, you know, they become to resent the fact that they they have, a, you know, basically given a responsibility to make a kid think that they're perfect. And in reality, you don't have to. You know, my right. son doesn't my son doesn't think I'm perfect. But I tell you one thing, my son knows I provide. He knows I love him. He knows I do anything for him. But he also knows I'm human. And I feel like it's, like you said, I feel like it's very important at a young age for somebody that uh, a kid looks up to is to introduce that human aspect of life. You know, like if I only acted perfect around Keelan and I only was in a good mood and I, you know, just I always told him about the good times and the good days, he would grow up thinking, okay, this is how life's going to be. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be great. But, you know, I, I knew in my heart, I knew that that's obviously not true. So, you know, I've been around Martian and Precaution Keelan at, at some of my lowest point. Whenever I was having those irrational thoughts about my mom or, you know, going through a breakup, I was around them. So Keelan saw that and Keelan saw that not everybody is perfect. Not everybody handles certain situations correctly. And I feel like that's probably one of the most valuable lessons <laughs> that somebody can't just talk to a kid and teach them. It, you yeah. know, there's certain lessons in life you got to teach through action and through certain types of motivation. Well, you know, it's also the fear, too, that if he if he gets accustomed to you acting so, uh, you know, upright and so perky and perfect and all this other stuff, that when he finally does see you at a low, like you said, like at a low point or he does see you out of a character, he's mm. it's going to crush him. Whether you yeah. see it or not, it will slowly crush him because he's like, but this is this is the Drake I've always known. But now this isn't the Drake I know now. He yeah. needs to be able to, if he sees you as a certain way all his life, then when he does see you in a, in a space that you're not usually in mentally, is he, he will become more understanding than judgmental. I always had this aunt growing up who I always looked up to, who I always thought, oh, she's so cool, you know, this and this and this. In reality, dude, she didn't want me in there. She didn't care. She, matter of fact, she even said that we, me and my siblings were annoying, but yet yeah. she would make us think. That she was a hero because she had all the CDs that we liked. She had all she had a TV in her bedroom, which at the time was big for us because you know we didn't grow up a lot of money. So you know that to us was you know oh wow you know it was a wow factor. Every time we yeah. went to my grandma's, the first thing well is 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 what's her name there, and we would say her name, and yeah she's there she's there for the night. I'm like okay cool at least we get and like she would literally make a rule in in the house that only one kid could be in there at a time. And as I look at it now, that's a torturous thing to do to somebody. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's crazy. Which is why I don't talk to her now. I don't really care much for her. No offense. I mean, I'm not trying to be a downer, but like I don't have time with people in my life 
that did that to me as a kid. And then anytime they see me as an adult, they ask me for money. Like, I don't have time for anybody like that in my life. Yeah, I, I look, man, I completely understand. It's important to stay genuine throughout your entire life or try, you know, that's all you can do in life is try. And in order to try, you have to be motivated to try. So that's mm -hmm. why that's exactly why motivation is such an important piece of life that a lot of people don't even think about. I really want to thank you for coming on to the show, man. I, I'm honestly honored to have you as my first guest, and this yes, has sir. been a great show, and, and I greatly appreciate the uh, topic of discussion, and I greatly appreciate the discussion, the honest discussion that we just had, man. I hope to have you back someday. Well, thanks, man. Th honestly, thank you for the show, and hopefully, you know, maybe we can bring some more people. I, I would love to hear people have a discussion with you. I think I think your questions are real. I don't, I don't think you shy away from the truth. I don't think you shy away from hard questions or discussions. And I think that, you know, with podcasting the way it is now, that's an absolute need. And I think that's why people do love because like, people want to hear the real. And I think ever since, you know, ever since I've known you, Drake, you have been real. And you've never like even as hard as a situation or a question can be for you. It's even when it comes to your mom, your disability, your day to day, yourself, like you manage to still be real, hold your composure and be and and just be completely honest and i think that's the key and i think as long as you keep doing that my friend you're gonna do great and i think anybody who comes on your show should be great and honored man i really appreciate that it's one of the highest compliments i can receive man i just want to thank you again for coming and this has yes. been the box factor with drake box and i'm signing off for now